0: Hello, welcome to the Dancer's Podcast. Do you hear that? Listen closely. You can very gently hear the sound of tears falling to the ground. The tears of the people who said, I would never get a mic stand for this podcast. Do you hear them? Children are running out of their houses right now. They're looking in the sky, confused. There's no rain. They're turning to their mothers and going, Mother, why does it sound of rain? And yet, no rain seems to fall. And the mothers look at their sons or daughters and they go, Well, those are the tears of those who spoke against the Dancers Podcast. Welcome. How is everyone? Every intro to this podcast is uh, well written and composed by numerous Russian ballet artists. And I'm glad that they really came together on that one. I have had a great week before we get into the questions of which there are many I just wanted to fill you all in I've been doing a lot more stand-up I did a headlining show in San Diego which was great I'm having trouble it's not the worst problem in the world in fact it's a problem that I'm incredibly happy to have it's a problem that I don't know after a show I don't know who wants to talk to me and who doesn't and it's sometimes I mix them up, and I can't keep doing it because it's ruining my my life. Sometimes a person will be standing next to me, and not we won't speak to each other. And then as we leave, my opener will be like, oh, they probably wanted to talk to you. And I was like, well, I should have. Oh, what, you expect me to pick up on the simplest social cues of all time? Who am I, a doctor? Who am I, a scientist? No, I'm just a man who is sweating a lot. And then sometimes, which this is the worst, sometimes I will go up to a person after a show who's in the audience. I saw them in the audience. I go up to them because I feel like maybe they wanted to talk to me because I'm, I'm a psychopath. I, I'm a psychopath. And I'll see them, and maybe it's because I feel like I had a good set. And I'll be like, oh, hey. And they will look at me with fear because they didn't want to talk to me. They wanted to go home. They wanted to go to their car. And now they're confronted with all five foot ten, 180 pounds of fury coming at them like, oh, hey, did you like the show? Oh my God, Dan, why did you do that? I've caught myself doing a lot of weird stuff lately. I went to the bathroom and, uh, Like, I I was with a few people at a table, and I I excused myself to use the bathroom. And after I washed my hands, I looked at myself in the mirror, and I gave myself a thumbs up. What are you doing, dude? What are you—is everything okay? And let me tell you, the only thing worse than giving yourself a thumbs up in the mirror is asking yourself, Dude, are you okay in the mirror? There's honestly not a lot of stuff you can do in the mirror that comes off as sane and normal. I think the mirror is the place where we all kind of shirk the responsibilities of human normalcy. And we give ourselves thumbs up. We blow kisses at ourselves. We grab our uh, our stomachs and we go, "No, no, 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 no." That's what we do in the mirror. And that's fine. That's normal. That's American. Okay? But yeah, the weekend was good. I had a, I had a five-hour car ride up to San Francisco, five-hour car ride back. I was with my beautiful, lovely girlfriend the whole time, and it was, uh, listen, I am not the best communicator in the world. Some would say I could be in the running for the worst. I'm not that bad at communicating. I actually, I, I feel as though, for a man, I'm pretty well-developed communication-wise, and that is like saying, for a dog, I'm very good at speaking, so we'll get in conversations and i'll I'll lose the thread sometimes, but even worse and i wanna I wanna share this because I feel like there's people who are listening, hopefully the men that are listening, and you know insight into the straight male psyche uh could be interesting to anybody here. There is a high school gym coach. That lives inside of my brain. Let me explain. When someone tells me a problem, I know, I know in my heart that a lot of the times they simply want to share their issue and have it empathized with because in this very strange world that we're hoisted into, in this very weird, isolating unfair place that we all find ourselves in one shred of solace that we can have possible shred of solace is genuine connection with another human being a heart to heart however when information is shared with me about someone's inner world about a problem they're having there is a big part of me that would like to empathize that would like to share with them but then I hear a whistle blow and a, a guy with a mustache and a tight t shirt and short shorts that lives inside of my deep, deep inside of my uh, prefrontal cortex starts going, We need to fix this problem. We need, you know what this person needs? It's not the open ear of a, another human being. No. What are we, idiots? No. They need a pep talk. I, a, by the way, unsuccessful, by many stretches of the imagination, stand-up comedian, am the perfect person to give this other human being a motivational speech. Take in the information they're saying. What am I, stupid? No. What I'm going to do is sort of let all that flow by my head. And I'm going to key in on what they are doing wrong in the situation. And I'm going to break that down for them. It's an impulse a lot of people have now, okay? It's an impulse a lot of people have. And if you have it, it's fine. But you should try to stop. And it's not because motivation isn't important. It's not because positivity isn't important. Those two things are very important. But what's more important is if you are just a guy, just some guy or some lady or some however you identify, you're not not Tony Robbins. So when people talk to you about things, most of the time they just want you to listen. And most of the times, what they don't want is a structured 10 point plan about how to improve the things they are bad at. By a person who is unqualified. And is asking people actively right now. To try to stay on their couches in Vancouver. So I can break even on a comedy trip there. So that was something I learned. And in a uh, in a 10 hour car ride. It's very easy to sort of take a deep dive into your own brain. Figure out what's going on there. And make it stop. So that's. Pretty nice. I then went to Santa Barbara, did a show, and on the car ride back with my very good friend, Eli Lutzky, very good comedian. I simply, and his uh, girlfriend Molly, who's also very nice and very funny, I simply, I don't know if I should have mentioned their names. I'm probably going to bleep that out. I simply could not shut up in the car. I simply could not... Shut my goddamn mouth. Don't know why. Just complete verbal diarrhea. So it was a lot of interesting car stuff that happened this week. Enough about me. I don't mean to sound like I'm getting down on myself either. I'm a great guy, okay? I'm a great guy in the same way uh, every guy is a great guy in some way. Anyway, let's get to these questions, folks. All right, first question. Would you rather be sticky or itchy all the time forever? That's a great great question. What that does is it taps into the fundamental question that I think a lot of us uh, a lot of us think of because we're we're usually posed with this dichotomy in life. Most of the decisions that we make come down to this should we hurt ourselves or should we hurt others? every decision has its trade-offs. Every decision has its its winners and its losers. And a lot of the time, we're fighting between self-satisfaction and the satisfaction of someone else. Sticky or itchy is a beautiful example of this. Sticky, the perfect example of something that would inconvenience others. Now, if you're sticky, What's going to happen? A couple of things are going to stick to you? Ooh, that's bad. Uh, Wrong, okay? You're going to end up with more stuff. Don't you want more stuff? Don't you want to walk away from dinner and have seven pennies stuck on your ass from the booth? Don't you want that, idiot? Of course you do. Of course you want to be sticky. Sticky. Walking into a a store, checking some stuff out that you can't afford, so you put it back. Er, You didn't put it back. Why? Because you're sticky as hell. You're fucking sticky as shit, dude. You're walking out of the Rolex store, millionaire, all right? However, the people around you would be pissed off. How many headphones would they lose to your ass? How many? How many pairs of sunglasses would they lose because they stuck to the back of you? Thousands. Okay? Sticky. That's what sticky is. Sticky is inconveniencing those around you. Sticky is looking at the world and saying, fuck you, you're coming with me. That's sticky. Now, I want to take a moment on itchy. The sensation of itchiness, I think many of us can agree, With this sentiment, many of us can get behind this. If you can't, uh, you're wrong, and you should change your opinions. Listen, people can think many different things, but not on this. Being itchy is one of the worst sensations, if not the worst sensation in the world. Direct pain at least has this sort of moral connotation to it. Let me explain. Direct pain has stories written about it. Dante's Inferno and the like written about it. There's uh, glory in pain. There's sacrifice in pain. There's humanity in pain. None of those stories are written about being itchy. Have you noticed that? Because itchy is a sensation that exists on the center line between pain and silliness itchy is funny that's why itching powder exists okay everyone thinks itching powder is funny you know what people don't think it's funny gunpowder okay and that's not to say people don't suffer from itchiness I suffer from itchiness all the time. In fact, just today I was incredibly itchy just randomly. That's so funny. Let me sit, maybe maybe this uh, falls on deaf ears. Your body is such a horrible machine because it works in these amazing, incredible, astounding ways. Its reaction to certain things, its ability just to do the basics to communicate, to take in information, it's an uh, amazing machine. And then, while it's able to take in light, and not only make figures out of that light, but to make meaning out of those figures, it can't, for some reason, figure out to stop being itchy. Because being itchy is your body saying, there's something on me, please get it off, right? But so often, that sensation comes up when itching actually hurts. I'm sure everybody has heard this, uh, this phrase, don't itch it, it'll make it worse. Well... Someone tell my fucking body that, dude. What is it doing? What the, what? Okay. I'm taking my body in for a meeting, right? All the sensations are there. We're at a table. Oh, hey, what's up? What's up, Pleasure? How you doing? Pleasure would be wearing a leather jacket. Pleasure would be smoking a cigarette and jacking off. All right, that's pleasure for you. Spiked hair, nonchalant, sort of like like skinny, but in a cool kind of way. Skinny in that way that rock stars were skinny in the days of yore, before they were taken away and replaced by uh, children who dance in sync and uh, develop horrible drug problems, right? I'm talking about the rock stars who dance... Not in sync, and also develop horrible drug problems. That's pleasure. I would sit down, and I'd be like, "Pleasure, you're doing great. Would love to see more of 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 you around the office." But could you stop jacking off while I'm talking to you? No, it's okay. I understand. It's it's a thing you do. All right. Good talking to you, pleasure. That's pleasure. Talk to pleasure. Let's go. uh, Let's go. Pain. Pain. Pain feels. Pain would be kind of like, uh. You know what? Pain would be jacked. Pain would be so strong. I'm talking about like if pain was a guy, pain would be yoked. Cuz there's a lot of pain in in uh in bodybuilders. You know what I mean? Every every one of those muscles is uh is a cry uncried. Do you know what I'm saying? That's pain. I sit down with pain, I go, "Hey pain, I want to say, you and me don't always get along. I don't appreciate everything that you do. However, I know you're necessary. I know you need to be here. I know I don't always like you. I know sometimes I want you to go away. However, there's a deep primal need for you in the body. That deep primal need is centered in the fact that when I feel you, you are a response to a negative stimuli that needs to be avoided. And I appreciate that about you, Payne. Thank you, Payne. Thank you. And then I look over Payne's shoulder. And I look back at Pain, and I go, who's that? Payne goes, oh, that's my stupid cousin, Itchy. I say, okay, Itchy, can you put your Nintendo DS down and uh, come sit with us? I'd like to talk to you for a moment. You're a sensation in my body. And Itchy goes, "But." And I go, Itchy, do you have do you have a mouth full of dip right now? And Itchy's like, brr, 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 That's them spitting out the mouth full of dip. Itchy joins me at the table. I go, Itchy, what the fuck, man? What do you do? And Itchy goes, well, sometimes um, a mosquito will bite you. And uh, after the mosquito bites you, the mosquito will fly away. And then I I come in. That's where I come in. I go, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. hold up, hold up, itchy. Itchy, take a deep breath here. I need to get this straight. So you have nothing to do with the prevention of the mosquito. And itchy goes, no, Pfft, no. I go, because when the mosquito lands on me before it bites me, that's kind of what I would want a sensation to occur. And itchy goes, yeah, I don't do that. I don't, it's not my thing. I go, oh, okay, all right, itchy. So what's the fucking point? And he goes, uh, I mean, so you know that you got bit. I'm like, why do I need to, what? Okay, what else do you do? What else do you do, itchy? And itchy's like, well, um, sometimes you'll touch a leaf, and then i just go fucking nuts i go fucking crazy i'm like listen to me for for a second itchy do you warn me about the leaf itchy goes no i go do you when the leaf touches my skin do you sort of like prevent do you make it that feel bad the initial contact with the skin do you make that feel bad so i stop touching the leaf and it's like no no, the initial contact pain is, uh, that that's, that's pain's job. Itchy's dead weight. That's what I'm saying about itchy. So when we ask, would you rather be itchy all the time or sticky all the time? You gotta go, you gotta go sticky. You gotta, because you, if you're itchy all the time, your life is over. I mean there's people who live with uh with constant itchiness, and I see them and I go they can still live very good positive life, but when I see them people with eczema of which i am i am very good friends with a person with eczema when I see them i go i would I empathize with how much they hurt, and I would uh, do anything bad to anyone to not feel that way. So that's why I go with Sticky. Great question. This is a great question. Are you good about getting your trash and recycling out on time, or do you ever miss a day? Now, this is a very nice question, because they implied miss a day would be a big miss for me. When I have... uh, So I, I live... In an apartment, um, it's an apartment. It's a good apartment. I'm happy to have it. Some people some people don't have apartments. Some people have roommates. I don't have those, and I'm very grateful for it. Now that I've established that I'm grateful for it, let me tell you what I'm working with here. Um, I have a very small place to put garbage. So one would think, oh, when the garbage fills out, you should take it out. That's what we call the coward's mindset, okay? That's thinking... At, that's thinking at a very beta level, okay? As a podcaster that uses words like beta, I think that it's important to let you guys know that when you're taking your garbage out frequently and at a reasonable time, you are thinking in a beta, beta mindset, okay? I think alpha-wise. What does that mean? Well, when trash piles up, it gets to the top of the garbage can, right? When it gets to the top of the garbage can, I go, one more piece of garbage, and then I take you out, because you're about full, and I'm a responsible adult. I'm 28 years old. I should have two kids by now, by by my biology's standard, but I don't have two kids. Sl- Slamuel and uh, Van Crusha. that would be their names. It would be Slamuel and Van Crusha. because I would want them to get into the monster truck industry. Now, a lot of people think, Dan, that's why wouldn't you want them to be doctors, lawyers? I say, y- have you not heard of AI? Do you have no fucking idea what AI is? Okay, let me explain it to you, idiot. It's like, just picture me talking to like a person who's clearly way smarter than me in this scenario. AI is about to take all your jobs. Doctors, lawyers, lawyer doctors, doctors for lawyers, lawyers for doctors, doctors without borders for lawyers, Okay. A group of doctors who go into different countries and try to help uh, the most evil people in those countries. Those are all going to be taken by AI. And what will be left is the monster truck industry. Because they'll never they'll never make a robot that can uh, power something as powerful as, let's say, Gravedigger. Okay? So those would be my kids. But I don't have those kids. What do I have? I have a garbage can. Right? That's what I have. That's that's the replacement. That's my stand-in for offspring. When I think about my desire to breed and foster children, I look at that garbage can and I say, well, what can I do with you? Not in that way. Okay, before you start getting dirty, before your evil minds start getting dirty, I do not mean I want to fuck the trash can. I have a platonic relationship with my trash can. Okay? Now, my rice cooker, different story. No, let's continue here. I put in a piece of garbage into the trash can. I say, okay, this is the last one. Next time I have to throw something out, the whole thing is going out. We're taking the whole kit and caboodle out of this thing. Okay? And then I do that 75 times. I compress the the uh, the trash can into... Essentially, uh, a, a, the size of an atom, right? A dense, dense, uh, molecular structure, right? Is an atom a molecular structure? I don't know. Blame public schools for that. And then what happens beautifully is, uh, That uh, that compression becomes so big, it creates kind of a black hole situation and then it blows up and then the world starts over again. And that's that's a great system. No, I'm very bad at getting my trash out on time. I would like to be better. I'd like to be better at a lot of things. But instead of cleaning my apartment and uh, doing good things for myself and those around me, I am doing this podcast. I'm speaking to you. So could you be maybe a little bit fucking grateful? I just immediately get defensive. I just get so defensive to the person who asks, like, a very simple question. Hey, newsflash fucker, I'm doing my best here. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm I'm pretty bad. Uh, I miss days uh, all the time, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry to me, and I'm sorry to the people who I know and love. Is that what you were looking for? Oh, you want me to hate myself? Oh, well, mission accomplished, okay, George Bush. Who are you, George Bush? Good question. I did like that question. Thank you for asking. I'm being a little silly. I don't know why. I have a mild headache. Maybe it has to do with that. I hope we appreciate that I'm just being a little silly. Last question. Have you ever seen a ghost? Now, this is uh this is a great question. The answer is briefly no. In a if one word answer, no. Multi-word answer I've had my suspicions, okay? A little about me that people might not know. uh, I genuinely believe in reincarnation. Now, when I say believe, I want to make this very clear. I I call the belief very intentionally because I think it's stupid, but I still believe it. Okay, And I think that's very important for people who believe things, especially things of a spiritual nature. You can believe it with your full heart. I believe in reincarnation with my full heart. If you were to ask me my level of certainty at reincarnation inside, I would be like, I I have a very, very good feeling about this. That is stupid. But I believe it. That might come from my desire to alienate myself from all sides. Right, because that that alienates myself from uh complete atheists who would be like you're you're dumb for thinking that you're that you're gonna get reincarnated, and that also separates me from people who believe in reincarnation because I'm calling myself and by proxy them stupid, right? So maybe it's Mister Contrarian pu- popping his ugly head up, but I do believe in reincarnation. I do believe in you know people's energies being left after. I don't I don't have uh. I'll I'll share a story and we'll end the podcast on this story and uh, maybe uh, never do another episode again. No, I'll I'll keep doing this until the government breaks down my door. I was at the Comedy Store, a place which I would love to, uh, you know, get into. Uh, I've still only done a couple of like three minute sets there. And uh, I'm lucky to get that. The place is a magnificent place. I'm lucky to get the few spots that I've gotten. But back in the day, when the story takes place about four or five years ago, I had even less than that. I would do the open mic sometimes, and that's it. So you tr- I'm trying to get on this thing called Friends and Family, uh, where, you know, you uh, you go up. You're amongst other comics who are trying to work their way th- into the ranks of the comedy store, people who are preferred by the store people the store wants to see door people like people work the door there uh and at the open mic if you have the best set you get on friends and family I didn't even get up at the open mic I stayed there from I think 9 p.m to 2 a.m something crazy like that or it might have been 10 to 2 it was 10 to 2 I go to the bathroom at 2 a.m everybody's leaving I feel a presence in the bathroom which people often feel a presence in the bathroom and then they look in the stall and there's a guy doing a weird foot tapping maneuver that is signaling you uh, that he wants to be filleted. right? That usually that hey, this happens all the time. No disrespect to those fellas. But it was a strange presence in like a supernatural sort of way. That's how I felt in the moment. I felt like it was a strange presence in a supernatural sort of way. And I looked at the mirror and something felt strange. And it, something felt like guiding my hand to the mirror. So I touched the mirror with my hand, which was very strange. Oh, I kissed my hand and then I touched the mirror. Something weird. I also, hey, I'm I'm a crazy person, okay? Let's get that out of the way, crazy person. And I leave the bathroom thinking that's that's weird, that's a strange thing that I did in the mirror. Like I said, you always do strange things in the mirror. That was one of the weirdest ones. As I walk out. The guy who ran the mic comes up to me and says, hey, Dan, do you want a spot on friends and family? And I was. I was like, "Uh, yeah, why? Which you shouldn't ask. You should just take it. But I was just so shocked. I said, yeah, why? And they were like, well, we had an extra spot. And I saw that there was someone in the bathroom. And something told me that I should just give the spot to whoever was in the bathroom. Is that a supernatural experience or is that a coincidence? Could be either, uh, but it felt like a supernatural experience. And here's the thing. The world's a little more fun believing it was a supernatural experience, and no one's going to send me to jail or the principal's office for believing it was. So you know what? Chalking chopping that up to ghosts. Let me say it was a ghost. You want to know why? Because I'm an American, and that is in the Constitution. I get to believe in weird ghost stuff. What a weird place to end this podcast on. I want to thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Please keep watching the videos uh, because I want to make the video quality a little bit better. And the way that gets done is by people watching on YouTube and me monetizing, etc., etc. But thank you for watching. I really appreciate you. Thank you for listening if you're listening. And uh, everybody, have a good one.